0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. You might expect with the economic crunch that's come along with the coronavirus that there are many more people affected in all walks of life than just those with the COVID-19 infection. One of the nation's drug rehab facilities is reporting an upswing in people seeking help with addictions. Shalom House in Western Australia, known to be one of the nation's strictest rehab centres, says the number of addicts seeking long term rehabilitation has increased amid COVID 19. Shalom House is a live in rehabilitation centre in the Swan Valley that caters for 140 men and families. Peter Lyndon James is founder and CEO of Shalom House. Peter's joining us. Peter, welcome along to 2020.
1: Yeah, m- morning, uh, Neil. Um, great to be here,
0: Peter. The coronavirus and tough new border restrictions—a couple of the issues around uh, this upswing in people looking for help—is that uh, that's what you've been seeing?
1: Yeah. So the, uh, even though the COVID nineteen's uh, been a bad thing, I mean, in regards to drugs and the supply and the dis- uh, distribution of methamphetamines, it's actually turned out to be a good thing. With the border closures, uh, it's made it harder for drug dealers to get their supplies um, across the uh, the states and the, and the and the territories and the and the lockdown areas.
0: So, with the disruption that's happened, borders closed, then drug addicts not getting their supplies from their usual dealers, and therefore they seek help. Is that the way it works?
1: Yeah. Well, what happens is um, basically because they're Long term users, I use it mostly on a daily basis when um, the supply starts to dry up, which it has. Um, It's actually uh, dried up right across Australia. Uh, My phones are about 60 calls a day now. Um, But the supply is is dried up, and what is around it, the price has tripled. Uh, Also, the quality of the methamphetamines um, is basically not there. It's been cut um, so many times where the person doesn't actually get the effect of the drug. So when a drug user depends on the chemical um, to fix all the hard issues, the unforgiveness, the bitterness, the guilt, the shame, and when that drug actually doesn't work, um, all their past and all their history and all the stuff starts coming to the surface and, and that's when they say I can't do it anymore, I need help and then I found that uh, my phone hasn't stopped ringing.
0: Peter, 60 calls a day and at one stage there, early on with coronavirus, you had actually closed the doors because of the risk associated with the virus. I imagine that's around the social distancing, physical distancing thing and the number of people you can have together. But you've had to, you've had to lift whatever restriction you'd put on because you've got no choice. The intake's there.
1: That's correct. Um, Originally, we actually had to shut the doors um, because of the risk for the residents that we had, and so we actually shut down and stopped taking um, intakes for a couple of weeks. Um, But the number of phone calls uh, that I received uh, continued to increase. Um, We're lucky in one sense, or sad in one sense, but we're actually lucky that um, each one of our houses holds between 18 and um, 42 men, and so we have one house that has uh, 18... uh, Another house has 33. Another house has 42. And we have a couple other properties that are similar, um, so they're actually allowed to have that many men. Um, but at the moment, we we have uh, beds in the in the lounge rooms. We've converted a carport, an eight car garage carport, into a um, beds. So yeah, we're getting uh, a few men in.
0: And a lot of our listeners may have seen you on television telling your story on Australian Story and we've spoken before on this program. Uh, You yourself were a drug addict. You did time, something like 10 years in prison and uh, your own testimony as to what difference God makes when you actually address your addictions according to His call. Uh, Just give us a little insight here into the way that Shalom House works uh, when you're actually being pretty tough on people who are coming to you for help. Well, basically coming from a background of
1: um, 26 uh, years in prisons and institutions, um, from the age of seven, I was in children's homes from the age of nine, I was in prison so until the age of 18. I literally spent most of my childhood in prison. Also, I spent time in all the prisons in Western Australia. Um, when I got nuked, so I call it, and became a Christian, I had a full-on powerful encounter with God, like we saw along the road to Damascus, but probably uh, times 10, uh, um, more stronger. Um, God actually nuked me and um, went to Bible college. I went to back to prison, then Bible college for three years, and then volunteered for prison chaplain for five years, and I've been a full-time volunteer now for the last 10 years um, without God. I mean, God's the one that's changed my life, He changed the way I think, the way I speak. He's changed my wife, my children. I have six grandchildren, three three children. Um, all my fellows in my house come to know Christ within the first two weeks, um, and we, all we do is disciple them. We come alongside them and, and teach them, but if it wasn't for everything that I've been through, um, I wouldn't know what I know to be a vessel prepared for the master's use, he does it not because of me, um, but in spite of me and and before, when I first became a Christian, I actually strived, I got ahead of God and he kept giving me a scripture and that scripture was Psalm 4610 and in the Amplified Translation it says, cease striving, be still and know that I'm God Um, and um, so ever since uh, that scripture stood out to me um, I've actually tried to come behind God, I've actually uh, just finished my um, second book um, which has the testimony and and the, the journey, I uh, had a 10 years of a of journal of what God took me through as he changed me um, from uh, uh, 2002 to 2010. And then the last part of the book is how he um, built Shalom, not because of me, but in spite of me.
0: Well, we'll have to have a longer conversation on another day. But today on our conversation... Uh, the fact that there is an upswing in people who are looking for help because they can't get the same drugs from their usual supplier. When they're now asking for help, this is a matter of life and death, isn't it? Just how fast they can get the help that they require. And clearly, if your phone is running hot as it is, uh, 60 calls in a day, uh, there's a lot of people looking for help right now.
1: It is. I actually specialise in two things. One is showing a person how to change their life. And the other thing is showing families how to bring a person to the point where they want to make the change because they want to make it. And because of the boundaries and the COVID-19 and the restrictions we've got on, um, that's automatically put a lot of people in a position um, where they're coming to the point where they want to make the change because they want to make it. And it's because of the COVID-19, because of the the lockdown, Um, it's actually sped up the process. And so for us, it's a good thing because they're ready for change. Um, you can you can. Um, I can't put a person who's seventy percent in my house. I need people who are really one hundred percent committed. And, and at the moment, we are getting flooded with them, and it is thanks to um, all the water lockdowns and, and this virus spreading. <laughs>
0: And when people are coming from outside your region, uh, in order to get into Shalom House, they've got like a 14-day quarantine period. Uh, So it's tough to get in. Once you're in, you mean business and you really do want to overcome your addiction.
1: That's correct. So we issue uh, the family with a letter and they issue it to the authorities. Um, And when they come in, they fly in here. We have a a house separated uh, specifically for the lockdown um, and, and they can't move. All of our all of our houses currently are still on lockdown anyway, so we've been on lockdown um, for the last um, three, three, four weeks.
0: Peter, you've got a, a couple of other facilities that you're working with and developing in other states. Uh, in Victoria, uh, there's one that's happening there, and also you've got something underway in Kalgoorlie. Give us a little insight into what you've got developing in those other locations.
1: So we're par- partnering with a organisation called Patel, they're a global um, rehabilitation um, service. They operate in other, other countries in Spain and um, Russia and, and Mongolia and places like that. And um, They're probably one of the largest rehabilitation services in the world. Um, uh, we're partnering with them. They've been over there for in Melbourne and Victoria for the last seven years, but they found that their model doesn't work there because of the culture and also because of the benefits that we have and um, being a Western country. Um, and so I've sent over four of my staff and it's going to be called Batel Shalom and I've uh, copyrighted the Shalom's program and also have operations manuals and globally patented it and so we'll be partnering with them in in the implementation of our program. I have four of my staff I sent over before the lockdown um, who are currently getting all the operations side of the stuff and the computers ready, the work vehicles um, and also finding the um, facility to operate from And the other one in Kalgoorlie, we've had it passed through um, the Shire and also the council executive team, Um, and we're just waiting for the transition of the land um, to be transferred over. It was a a government property, so it was a Royal um, Flying Doctor Service. So that's at the moment getting transferred over to us. We're just waiting back on the signing of the paperwork. We've done a couple of work trips up there to get the property ready, and we're just waiting for the sign off.
0: Peter, running short of time, let me come back to that person right now who has had their regular drug supply cut off. Uh, they've got an addiction problem. Uh, right now they can't get a hold of the drugs that they used to be able to get. What's going on in that person's life uh, that will force them to actually make some sort of change? Uh, what's going on in that person's life right now?
1: Um, They're either swapping one substance for another substance. They're either going from the methamphetamines to to alcohol or to benzos, um, prescription medication or heroin. Um, And if they can't get any of that, um, uh, without the influence of the drugs and substances, they're having faced a lot of their past issues. um, As I mentioned before, out of the heart flow the issues of life or out of the heart flow the consequences of life. Um, When you take away the chemical and you take away the drug, all the stuff from your childhood, and all the stuff that you've done, the realisation of the damage that you've done all your family, your mum, your wife. Um, you find out you've, you've got no wife, no kids. You've lost your business. You've lost your house. Just the reality of all that um, it starts coming to the surface and you get massive depression. Uh, I would call it oppression, but you get massive depression where you go to the doctor and, and you're just screaming out for help. And that's what's happening at the moment. People are, are being forced uh, to... Um, look at all the damage that they've done while they've been under the influence of that drug or substance and the normal coping mechanism would be to use more drugs but because it's not available um, they're hitting um, rehabilitation centers and doctors and but most rehabilitation centers have a a six-month waiting list here in Perth.
0: Wow Well, I do think your take on coronavirus is a very, very interesting and important one. When people can't get their drugs to support their addiction, they're looking for help. And that's actually a good news story. And uh, the challenge there, of course, is to make sure that the right help is available. I imagine that if people are in contact with you, if they have family members who are suffering addiction, looking for somewhere to get some help, uh, that you might have uh, some ways that you can pass on information and uh, to make some recommendations about where people move forward. I want to give your website so people who've been listening to our conversation today, and you're in Western Australia in the Swan Valley. Uh, But there are those connections that you'll have all around the country. Uh, Let's give the website as shalomhouse.com.au. That's shalomhouse.com.au. And Peter Lyndon James, his record speaks for itself. Having come from that background of addiction, spent many, many years in prison and these days very successful running a tough love operation in Shalom House. Uh, The website is Shalomhouse.com.au. Peter Linden James, thanks so much for giving us an update today on 2020.
1: God bless you, Neil, and God bless your listeners. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more
0: about us, go to vision.org.au